0: Show that nobody listening nobody listening ain't nobody listening did you always see yourself becoming a lawyer
1: i actually did and like even in during high school everybody knew that i would get into law school and i wanted to become a lawyer Lish, why? Oh, uh, I love problem solving, and I'm good at <laughs> oh. it. Like uh, I, I like even puzzles and all of that. I was like, give me a problem, and let me analyze the problem to find solutions for it. And there, where I decided to become a lawyer, because lawyers basically they have documents, evidence, and they need to figure out uh, a solution to figure out their cases.
0: Uh, can you explain to me how your personality, your combination of personality, lends itself well to being a lawyer? What is it about you and who you are that you think works as a lawyer?
1: I have a very analytical personality. I love to analyze everything. And analyzing always helps me to figure out solution for things. And And that's analytical uh, a personality of mine suits uh, the personality of a lawyer because uh, a lawyer deals with words, documents, evidence and these stuff you have to see which one is in your favor and which one is against your favor and then you decide what you should use uh, in your favor to win your case or the other way around
0: mm-hmm. any uh, specific examples you can give us or are you not allowed to by law to disclose anything
1: <clears throat> let's uh, I can give you an example okay. and, and and that's, that's fine All to right. be given for example <clears throat> you have like uh uh, a, an agreement in front of you, mm-hmm. and your client wants to know where are the good parts and the bad parts in the agreement before they sign it. Okay. That work needs analysis because sometimes they use like tricky words, mm. and that might make you think that this article is in your
0: favor while actually it is not. I see. And so you're good at that. You're good at finding those tricky words. Yes. Seeing, uh, reading through the lines. And I find joy in that as well. So, what kind of lawyer does that make you?
1: Uh, let's say corporate lawyer would be yeah. the most suitable phrase to put here.
0: Do you do you identify with that with being a lawyer? Because um, I I don't like I feel like a lot of people are surprised when they find out that you're actually a lawyer. They identify you as the artist. I love the fact that I was preparing myself for this question on okay. my way back to nice. work
1: today. <laughs> nice, okay. I believe uh, <clears throat> us as a human being, beings, uh, we should never be consumed by whatever we're doing because that cannot decide who we are. Being a lawyer does not mean I'm not muhammad the normal person that deals with you. Being a lawyer is a career path that I have chosen as Muhammad to follow Mm -hmm. and that I might leave at whatever certain point. And if I left it like at my age is 40, for example, would that take away Muhammad from being Muhammad? No, it would just take the low career from Muhammad path and taking him to different life paths. So I highly believe that uh, whatever career we pursue does not, Choose who we are as or people. De- define who we yeah, are. Yeah, definitely.
0: People. Okay, if we're not the career path that we choose, fair enough. That's an easy thing to understand. Are we the culmination of our memories? I I highly believe that memory affects who we are. Hmm. Highly, however,
1: memories can build us up and destroy us at the same time. So it's just like the way that we act or behave towards our memories, that decides uh, how we are affected by them and how they are defining us.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Like, for example, if there is something that is very harsh that happened to you as a kid and this thing has been carried with you, as you grow old, you have two baths to take. Bath mm-hmm. number one is like I want to heal myself from this trauma that I gained as a kid. Bath mm. number two, I'm gonna use this trauma to cause other traumas as a behavior that I want to take vengeance vengeance vengeance. For yeah
0: do you think that's a it's a, a conscious choice? I feel like often people go down that path not realizing that it's, it stems from previous trauma. It's not until they start diving into what causes them to act the, the way they do, which is essentially therapy, yeah. that they start to see that link, right? So it, it, it becomes a little complicated. It, it, it makes it seem like your past experiences and your memories essentially determines what moves you're going to make next.
1: Definitely. It affects it highly, but how you... Choo- choose to deal with those memories helps to decide either you're going to get consumed by them or you're going to help yourself to deal with them mm. and recover from them and just clear up the path to whatever you want
0: to reach. I already have a sense that our conversation today will definitely not just be biographical, but it's going to be a philosophical. And if, I, if I, just based on our previous conversations in social settings, um, I do see that you have that tendency of looking beyond, um, I would say the material. Definitely. Maybe you can connect that to also looking at the document and seeing beyond the words.
1: Definitely.
2: On your nation station, ninety point four FM.
0: Do you feel the force?
1: I do. The force was always in me. Since Star Wars started till now So magical I know
0: Alright, let's stop messing around (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening On the most experimental station in the whole wide nation And with me in the studio is Maymoon, a.k.a. Muhammad Al-Attar Thank you for joining me today, man Thank you for hosting me today. Absolutely. And just to note, we got another hour and a half. So there's no hurry. Yeah. طلع كل اللي But I mean, we shouldn't speak in Arabic because we are an English station. But it's okay.
1: Yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I, I would love for... I, and I know this question you probably anticipated. But I feel like it's an important part of how people know you. and uh, Maybe some of it will surprise us. But... When did art start for you? It started as a
1: kid. Um, uh, Since I was a child, I always, when I used to sit under the TV, watching cartoons and all of that, I always had my own characters that I want to bring back to life. Hmm. And then that thing grew with me. Um, My family struggled because there's literally no artist in the family. And Hmm. they've seen that I always scribbled in whatever i had they tried to support as much as possible but because they don't know the art field and how can you grow someone into it Mm. um and and back in the day we did not have a lot of facilities internet was not even there in the beginning i remember (laughs) so yeah they tried they tried a lot. I, I remember that day when I used to finish the printing papers and my mom got me like a whole A4 paper, such so as like, draw on these and leave the printing papers. <laughs> these kind of small gestures, you know, that even if your family does not have knowledge or experience in the field, but they try with the best they can to support you, That that, that, that actually helped me to grow in it.
0: That's amazing. Not everyone gets that. I feel like a lot of families are concerned when their kids go into the arts and like focus on your studies instead. Do you, you felt supported growing up? Yeah, and like one of
1: my one of the things that really like makes me feel so happy is that I actually have my paintings hanged on the house today wow. and. Um, in two years, or no, yes, last year, I, I, like I did a national project with Domino's Pizza and the fact that when they ordered at home and my uh. mom was just cutting out the part where my art is there in the box, that that makes me feel so good that my mom is actually proud of what I'm doing.
0: That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I could see how she would be. Um, And then continue. Uh, so you were supported Yes. Uh, you, so you had the opportunity to explore that part of yourself um, uh, openly, I'm assuming Yes At what point did you realize that you were good? Um, there is this thing
1: um, I highly believe that when you are good at something It's not arrogance to admit that you are good at it mm-hmm. The arrogance is when you decide that you cannot get better at it Mm. So being good at something does not mean you cannot get better at it. So uh, I feel like it's part of having confidence in whatever you're doing going to help you to be able to grow stronger in it. Because um, when you gain confidence in, in whatever uh, you're practicing, the confidence helps you to gain more strength in, in, in practicing whatever talent you have.
3: Hmm.
0: Were you good at it at school? Because do you, do you, I remember I used to draw at school, and it's like everyone at school is trying to be unique and something, or, you know? And for me, I was the kid that drew caricature, right? And that was part of my identity growing up. Do you feel like you had some of that as well? Yes. Um, the
1: issue with me at school is that teachers are teachers specifically. They have, like, a certain book to follow. But if you want to go out of these books, uh, it's like you're going against the rules. And art is a place where people should get the freedom to express. So, stricting a person to a medium and to specific skills, you are tightening them up. Mm. That's my issue with uh, school and art. So, I used to draw certain stuff, and because they're not what I was supposed to draw, uh the teacher used to get upset like what like for example, animation characters I liked to to design characters oh uh,
0: because it was not Ka it was a problem, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I remember of those were the 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 golden standard.
1: Yeah, I remember. It's like uh, we reach a stage where we can celebrate our culture and heritage, mm-hmm. but not in a very classic way of of, 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 of artistically expressing. Mm-hmm. It's like we are in a stage when we are creating things from scratch and not only seeing a scene and then painting the scene we're seeing. Like a photograph.
0: Yeah. Which exactly. is an art on its own. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But Uh, but it's not you.
1: Yeah, but the point is that an artist should decide how do they express and how do they see things. And how they interpret it. Definitely.
0: I agree. I I feel like that is something that it took me a very long time to realize. A very, very, very long time. And, And I'm talking only like the last few years. Is to know the difference between trying to master a craft versus trying to have something to say. Totally different things. Definitely, we had a couple of artists here in the last week, and the conversation of what makes an artist, um, what makes an artist, and what makes a craftsman. Do you have a take on this? What do you think the difference between an artist and a craftsman is? A craftsman is the person who know the
1: skill, mm-hmm. who who gain the skill, and who know how to use the skill based on their knowledge. Mm-hmm. An artist would learn the skill. And would try to work it in a way that represent him not. like So a mm-hmm. craftsman is the person who follows the book. Right. An artist is the person that's going to read the book, understand the content of the book, and then take something out of the book and start to uh, create f- from their own
0: way. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Well, then can... hmm. Can an artist be an artist without being a craftsman?
1: It's a tricky question, I would say. But I would say yes here. If you're smart enough, you would not need a lot of skills. If you have the ideas, you can pay people to create, to bring these ideas out to life. Mm -hmm. And paying them while they are using your idea it's like you're the director of the art piece so you are still an artist and that goes to music and etc 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 so like if you have like a, a tone or a, a rhythm that you want to create to a song you would pay somebody to sing the song for you mm-hmm. and you would pay somebody to write the lyrics for you so it's like you are considered as
0: an artist that is true yeah it's interesting when did you feel comfortable uh, calling yourself an artist? Um,
1: I feel like it hit me so hard when somebody asked me, do you call yourself an artist? Yeah. And then I decided to prove to myself that I'm going to work the hardest until people actually would never dare to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> to, d- never dare to ask, you mean? Yes and, uh, and like I did it <laughs> Oh Muhammad al The artist Oh you're the artist from Twitter You're
0: the uh, Oh I follow Yeah yeah. So I, I got there Yeah but what, at what point what stage of your life Do you feel like You were comfortable With identifying As an artist yourself I believe After graduating From university Because I had
1: more time To do my own things And I had the cash To support it Okay
0: Can you give me a story From your childhood That it- you feel gives us a sense of who you are? I was a very
1: imaginative uh, kid. Like I would close my eyes and I would start to imagine different things in, in whatever place I, I am in. Mm-hmm. And, and even when it comes to um, playing i used to just take whatever i have even stones i can turn them into creatures and i start to play with them as characters that are speaking and like i build a story Mm -hmm. i would spend a lot of time outdoor in the garden taking these stones between leaves and this and that and so as even as a kid is like uh, my imagination was so big Mm -hmm. that i didn't want to restrict it as i grew So, yeah, that's definitely one of the things that helped me to build my art career or my art journey. Is what? The fact that I kept my imagination widely open. Childlike. Yes.
0: And how do you do that with all the adult responsibilities? That You know, it's easy to forget. When you have to pay your bills... And be serious because other people depend on you. Uh, How do you maintain that childlike nature of yours?
1: I feel like the more you connect with yourself, you figure out that there's an inner child lives inside you and, and that inner child needs to be protected because a lot of your behaviors are reflection of your inner child. Could you elaborate on that a little more, please? I'll try to explain it as much as I could. Hmm. Um, So the more you connect with yourself, the more you understand yourself and how do you connect with yourself by questioning everything you do. Mm-hmm. it's like why is this thing making me angry and why is this thing making me happy and why am i afraid to react like this if i actually want to react like this and 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 the deeper you get with these questions the deeper you start to realize that actually there are things that you want to do mm-hmm. but you fear other people's judgment oh yeah especially in this culture And yeah, and when you start to break down with this fear of other people, judgment and creating a comfort zone for yourself where you can act and behave as comfortably as possible, then you start to build a stronger connection with your inner child. And that helps you not only to uh, spread and widen up your imagination, it helps you to sustain the imagination
0: you were actually born with. Let's say I'm listening to this and I'm completely convinced, but I don't know how. How would you go about that, creating an environment? What does that mean? Start to look for keys. What
1: are the things that makes me, as Abdullah, comfortable to act the way I am? Mm -hmm. And then... The more keys you find, the more you understand what kind of environment is suitable for you. Keys. That's an interesting way to put it. Okay. Like, for example, um, I'm more comfortable in in like small groups than a bigger group. Mm -hmm. I'm more comfortable with people that I built even a form of a connection with. I am more comfortable not in front of strangers, but actually in, in front of people that I actually know. Right. So these these things like it tells me like if there are certain people they're comfortable even with strangers. Mm. It's just like this is who they are. Mm-hmm. But that not necessarily
0: not necessarily me or not necessarily you. Right. Get it's get it gets complicated when you try to find. Uh, a healthy balance between being a uh, a responsible adult and maintaining the childlike nature of yours. Because a child isn't aware of consequences, an adult is, right? And sometimes we're so afraid of consequences, they may even be imaginary consequences that stops us from connecting to our childlike self. And especially when you've been in the same pattern year in, year out, year in. Now, telling someone just keys and find your child is a difficult idea. Like, how do you go about it? Uh, I'll go
1: back to how I started the conversation. I said that there's an inner child inside of you mm. that you need to protect. That does not take away the fact that you're an adult now. But within this in, this adult, there is an inner child that lives there. So th- there is the balance that you need to build. Pay your bills, but have fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. Celebrate the bill you pay. For example, like I paid the rent today, I'm gonna be happy and enjoy myself because I
0: did that. <laughs> it's achievement, you know. <laughs> I pay the bill and I feel like, oh no, there goes my money. <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you're saying. I, so, so you're saying that. Each and every one of us has the inner child within. Yes. But the child may be forgotten or... Or lost. Lost. No, that's different than being forgotten.
1: Yes, because sometimes we get very consumed with everything that's going around us Mm. and and the inner child starts to get lost within the mazes that are created within us. Wow. What are these mazes? uh, Mazes are like the conflicts you get as you grow old, the responsibilities, mm. the expectation, the higher expectation that are around you. And 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 like sometime it's not only that, it's the fact that there are things that you actually want to do and you're not sure how you're going to do. And mm-hmm. all of these stuff together creates certain maze that makes you forget who you were and makes you get very consumed and busy on trying to just make everybody happy and trying to get whatever you want to go.
0: I would love for after we play this song to come back and talk about your current uh, process when it comes to creating your art, where that comes from, what are your inspirations, is that okay? Yes, definitely. And up next we got a song dedicated to Muhammad al Janabi. MJ, this is for you! It's called Stay Gold. Stay Gold, buddy. 90.4 MJ
3: And we're back.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Oman FM ninety point four radio. Abdullah Al is here. Muhammad Latars here as well, aka Maymoon. Bam kabam shabam. Bam shabam. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening. Welcome, man. Welcome to the studio. You know, I I I I got a bunch of uh, atmospheric music just for you that you're coming tonight. I'm so happy for for this. Now I don't know how much of this you can talk about or not really, but when I think of Maymoon, I think of this a the, the description of artist. But then another word is attached to artist is a mystic. And and, and I feel like I also picked these background music uh, to reflect a little bit of that. But, you know, we are on public radio, we're live, so I don't know how much of that you would want to talk about eventually. But we can start with, how would you describe your art?
1: Okay, I know. For me, my art is a space for others to feel safe expressing themselves as who they are. I think I wrote that statement in my bio on Instagram. Mm. Uh, For me, art is a tool where I express myself freely. So for me, it's like a home that I go back to whenever I feel like I want to express myself freely without any judgment.
0: Hmm. I, I can, you know, just from following your art, I can tell if you're in a bad place or in a good place. I feel like you don't hide that. Well, I don't know how often you hide it and we don't know about it, but sometimes you put it out there. And your descriptions also will reflect that.
1: Um, for me, sometime when I go through hardship, I believe that uh, we are not the only people that go through hardship. So when I draw a dark art piece and share it, me sharing it, it's me being vulnerable for others to feel comfortable being vulnerable because uh, we grew as... Male masculinity. We should not express our emotions, mm-hmm. so we start to collect these emotion within ourselves, and and they grow within us, and and that's not healthy. They weigh us down. Yes. So I wanted to break that down through my art. I'm. If you're going through something dark, it's very okay for you to express the dark things that you've been going through and fearing to express them does not mean they are not there because they are actually are there so for me it's like i express them because i know that they might help somebody because when i am going through these emotions uh, most of the time you would want somebody to be there by your side to Mm -hmm. help you to get through them even if they're not gonna listen or you're not gonna talk but the fact that there's somebody that going to a similar exp- experience or feelings or emotions you're going through mm. that helps you to feel that you're not alone and and that feeling of being not alone is, is a comfort com- cer- cer- comforting in a certain way
3: mm.
1: also the fact that sometimes you go through certain emotions that you cannot express Sometimes people come to me and tell me that we relate to this artwork because we went to similar emotions that we had difficulties expressing. So we're grateful that we can actually see somebody who's expressing our emotions Hmm. through their point of view, even if they don't know what we are going through.
0: And how is the process of creating for you? Does it always come from that kind of place? For me... um. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm relating to Taylor Swift in this. Each um, artist takes different path. Like, um, I should not talk a lot about Taylor Swift, but I would. <laughs> Go for it, bro. <laughs> we we ain't judging. Okay, uh, so. Taylor Swift from one song to another It takes a whole different process Sometimes you start with a the tone Then you write the song And then you come up with the music And sometimes, no, you write the lyrics first And then you start to fit the perfect tone with the lyrics And then you mm. start to produce the song For me, artworks are very similar to that Sometimes I have the idea in my head And would stay there for a while And then it's like cooking process Like, okay, finally it's cooked Let's take it out And <laughs> I like that. And sometimes it's actually like I have emotions, but there is no clear idea how do I want to get these emotions out. So you just scribble something in a note and I would keep, keep the note with me um, until I start to see the scribbles more clearer. Then I start to take them out and make them more detailed and give them elements and all of that. Hmm. but the most important thing for me was to break down from the fear of not sharing the artwork because like sometime you would fear that you would be judged if you shared certain artworks Hmm. even if these artworks are clean but there are certain emotions if somebody have seen them and saw that you're going through them they would judge you for them and then that fear of judgment once i broke it down it gave me a big boost to start to post more
0: hmm. there are two ways i want to go in this next with this conversation one is um, what is your favorite process because you have a lot of processes in order to create your art but the other one which i think we'll follow now is um, what do you do when when people judge you how do you overcome that
1: Um, I'm going to speak about the art piece that got a lot of judgment. But before that, my Mm -hmm. favorite process. Um, I I like diversity in things. So I believe I cannot favor one process uh, above the others because I believe each process is a fun experience to me. As long as I'm enjoying whatever I'm doing, that's a favorite process to me. But if it's brought me stress or uh, anxiety or etc., it's not something. like I find joy in art whenever the joy is taken away from me. It's not a process that I would enjoy.
0: But if it's coming from pain, is it still an enjoyable process?
1: The joy is that you are actually turning your pain into Mm. something positive, which is art. Oof. Yeah. It's like you're cleansing whatever emotions you're going through so the comfort you get once you finish that artwork is
0: is very comforting to the soul and when you're scared to be judged how do you break through
1: um i have this technique uh whenever i get a bad comment anywhere i block the person i don't respond i block the person it's like you're not even worth watching my art (laughs) totally fair man so, I was just like I cut it down immediately. I delete whatever hate comments and I block the person and I don't want to deal with them. Mm-hmm. I took it to extra level in twitter i whenever I see somebody with a mindset that does not match with mine, I block them even if they did not do anything <laughs> bad to me. <laughs> So if you're on a Twitter and you're blocked by me, just like I our mindset did not match.
0: I don't know how to feel about that one. I mean, I was on board the previous uh, thought right. Walk me through this thought process. Uh, maybe you're missing out on a perspective that you've not seen before, no? I mean like
1: it's better to cut it down before it grows the poisonous flowers.
0: It seems like you're choosing your mental health here.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: How much do you? How much time do you spend thinking about that? Your mental health.
1: Um, I start to take it as a priority a lot in the past few years. How? It just like uh, mental health is very important because it affects your physical health. If you're mentally, were not in a good place. It's going to affect you in all your life aspects. Mental health is as important as physical health. And they all are two sides of one coin. That coin is you. So it's very important to exercise to sustain a good um, good health and in, in, in good physical form. And, and it's very important also to make sure that Whatever uh, mental stuff you're going through, you deal with. For example, like he face burnouts right now. And for example, if you faced a burnout, it would screw up your whole schedule. You would not be, yeah, a- be able to even exercise, even if you're doing it, not to have like uh, whatever physique, you just do it to sustain a good health. So it affects each each of them is affecting the other.
0: I 100% agree with that because uh, I'm saying from personal experience, burnout is very real. It's extremely real. And what ends up happening is you think you're powering through and putting more output into the world. But when you burn out, you could be gone a whole year before you put any output at all. And so you're doing yourself a disservice. I learned that to not get, to not try to reach that level. Once I start sensing it coming... I'd rather say, you know what? I'll put less output right now. But in the long run, it's more, you know, because I'm taking care of myself. I'm mm. retrieving I'm, uh, and I'll come back and be able to give more rather than that that hustle philosophy. Just push, 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 push until you reach the point where you can't push anymore. And guess what? You're out. You're out for a long time before you can come back in. I experienced that. And I'm talking about a good two years, three years of not wanting to, to to put anything out. All I did was travel, no output, you know. Um, so just from experience, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, we should be very wary of getting to the point of burnout. But at the same time, I do believe that some people are a little too easy on themselves. Sometimes you need to push. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know? Like uh, I'm
1: telling you, Abdullah, like yeah. for me, like I'm a full-timer. I work as a legal consultant and like half of my day is gone for my job. Hmm. So pursuing an art career where the job is not something easy to handle. But Hmm. I always believe that if you love something, you would always figure out a way to do it. And I would like to thank my dad for being a role model there. My dad was a police officer for his whole life, Hmm. but he was pursuing his hobby beside his job. What was that? Uh, collecting stamps and oh, coins cool. all right you have a big collection how so big is the collection he would show off day <laughs> and night about it please he's tell building me. a museum in his house
0: <laughs> Wallah, i swear to god
1: <laughs> like like is it like how big is the room it's not big but the idea that he has actually started to build a museum in his own house
0: <laughs> that's amazing yeah. Okay, so you got that from your dad then.
1: Yes, my dad never... Like, even when he reached the stage, like, I'm done from work, and he reached the age of like leaving the job, he's mm. fully focused. He's even busier now mm. with his hobbies. So I've seen that role model in front of me, even if we are pursuing different paths. But I've always seen that this thing is possible.
0: Yeah. I, I think when you know what inspires you what you want to do then the advice becomes simple pursue it yeah definitely. it becomes it becomes a little complicated when you don't know what that is and you feel you feel inaccurate and like not enough sorry i couldn't say that word it's not enough because here are people telling you pursue your, w- your passion pursue what makes you happy and you're sitting there thinking but i don't know what makes me happy i don't know what my passion is now it's a little complicated
1: then It's not easy for somebody to find their passion. So the best thing to do in this case is to explore and experiment in different things. Mm. You never cooked, go to a cooking class to see if you find joy in cooking or try to make an easy recipe at home and see how that goes if you, if cooking was your thing. Oh, I want to get into art. I'm too old to get into art. There is no such a thing as you're too old. If you want to try and experiment with something, you can go ahead. There are artists that have started their career at the age of 40, 50. Hmm. And they were able to build names and all of that because they went to an art class at the age of 39. And after that art class, they have seen themselves there. Some people, they're into um, athletics stuff, sports. Some people into nature, hikes, adventures. So it's just like, Try different things until you find yourself in something and you can blossom your joy and the joy that you find in that thing that you want mm. to pursue in.
0: So follow your curiosity.
1: Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Let your inner child be curious.
0: Interesting. You connected it to the inner child. Yes. The, the child is always curious. Yes, definitely. Huh. I like that. <laughs> You know, they say you're not allowed to have dead air on the radio, but ain't nobody listening. It's all good. <laughs> I'm going to play a song, and then we'll come back with a thought experiment. Okay. Uh, all right? All right. Uh, the next up, we got uh, Tegan and Sarah, the con.
1: Yes! Oman FM, your
0: nation's station.
3: Within the belly
0: of the beast comes a mystic man named Maymoon, the wizard of the moon. Wow. Why are we messing around like that? I feel like there's <laughs> something about your vibe that makes me want to do that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> but I have a thought experiment for you. And this thought experiment came from a movie that I watched. I finished yesterday. It's called Just Look Up. Okay, I'm not gonna spoil the movie. It's a great, it's a really fun one. See, I would not get angry if you spoiled the movie, but I think your
1: your watch people who listen to the show would drop down because it's a spoilering show. Oh, yeah. So don't
0: go ahead with spoiling. Oh, trust anything. me, I'm the one who I'm, I get the most upset when it Unless comes to. Unless you watch Spider Man, you can spoil that to everyone. I didn't watch that. Don't spoil it for me. Okay, I won. <laughs> so just look up. It has a, a huge cast of amazing stars, and the premise is there is a, a, a comet coming to earth and it's going to destroy everything in six months and the moment this premise became clear to me my imagination just started running wild like if this actually happened and we only have six months till the world the entire world ends what would i do and i am so curious to hear your answer to this i mean it doesn't have to be one thing it's six whole months so what would be the first thing you would do you think
1: i'm gonna still all the properties that I have. Okay. And I'm gonna travel the world until I die. D- uh, can most um, probably I'm gonna kidnap one of my friends or something.
0: Kidnap one of your friends? Yes. Okay. And I guess you can go in debt because it doesn't matter. You're yeah, gonna... but uh, the moment that banks would know that you only have six months, <laughs> would you believe that they would They're give you? They're not going to give no. you no
1: loans. So you must have some savings in order to do that. But it would be chaotic. I think crime level would rise up because like, people would just, would not fear anything because all of them going to die in six months. So I think crime rate's going to increase and it's going to be
0: crazy. Why oh, am I thinking about all of these horrible things? But
2: That's I an interesting
0: think, yeah. view though. Because it is, you're making a judgment about humanity right now, whether you realize it or not. I am. That if the world is to be, is to end in three in six months, (laughs) that rather than us putting all our differences aside, you're saying that we might chaos might ensue. Yeah, fight. I think people would fight over
1: everything because, like, there's no point. Like, if even if I committed a crime or something, uh, if I was jailed for it in six months, I'm gonna die. Then why would I fear? being jailed for it. So I think people would start to get come out of their shells. and it's, it's it feels like I'm not answering the questions I'm just no, talking no, no. about this is, my fears. This is this exactly situation.
0: this is exactly the kind of thing I was hoping for. We like I want to know how you would think about it, how you would go about anticipating what the next 6 months would look like because I imagine um and maybe naively that because nothing would matter clearly in six months nothing would matter why like if nothing matters why hold a grudge we're all gonna die so will they be fighting and hate or will they just be like Khalas, it's over who cares we're all brothers and sisters in this now no
1: yeah, I'm gonna open your eyes into something. Not everybody gonna believe in it. Mm-hmm. It's just the same exact thing that happened with COVID. People were divided of people believing that it's an actual illness and people believing some people are not and people fought for that. So I would just imagine it's on a bigger scale. Oh,
0: it's a lie! Oh this my god, Stomach is not coming. You nailed it. I don't believe you didn't watch the movie. You nailed it. <laughs> You're right. The the the, uh, the writers thought about that. I'm not gonna spoil it beyond this. But but that is. That was a consequence that I did not anticipate until the movie made me aware of it. It's the whole misinformation, fake news. Is it even true that we're going to die in six months? Who knows? Maybe it's a lie. So perhaps chaos will ensue. Yeah. Because you're going to have two sides. You're going to have the sides that that says just look up and then the side that says look down. And then
1: this big clash going to end up with like... People dying, people fighting, people able... it's going to be crazy. Are you an optimist or a pessimist generally? I am an optimist that is very realistic. I have a big white imagination, but I'm a very realistic person. But I always look into the bright side of the things. Like if a problem happens, let's think of the solution more than focusing on the problem.
0: So, mm. yeah. So you anticipate bad things happening?
1: I would say I'm not anticipating them i like it's more of me loving to prepare myself for the worst
0: yeah I, i do the same i don't think i'm negative i just think i like to make sure that i have the worst case scenario in my head so that i can prepare if anything goes bad but then hope for the best right yes definitely so that's the same philosophy you subscribe to Just adding to
1: that is like hoping for the best without working your best to achieve that, Mm.
0: it would never happen. Yeah, you see, I know (laughs) some of it in English, (laughs) totally. But okay, So, so let's continue down that thought process, which so far I feel like you're anticipating some, you're brilliantly anticipating what might happen. Okay, so. There is chaos now. The world is divided: those who believe that a comet is going to hit us, and those who don't. There is chaos. Moon, what does he do?
1: Zombie apocalypse mood on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you going to navigate this? What do you want to do? You need to build a shelter. You need to burn oh yourself God, for really? the fight. Oh my God! Really? Is that what you're going to do? Build a shelter? Yes. Ah, oh, that sounds exhausting. I don't want to spend my time building a shelter.
1: Underworld shelter, but why you're gonna die? You never know. What if the last minute the comet decided not to hit the earth?
0: That is totally fair, but for our purposes, let's assume that it's a hundred percent gonna hit the earth and there's no solution. Let's just assume I would, that. So, I
1: would spend one month to prepare myself for a shelter. I'm gonna live for the past five months, and before the comet hits, with like one week, I'll go back to my shelter and live. <laughs>
0: Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> I like that you have hope even in this like hundred <laughs> percent dire situation. There's a hope that you're gonna survive. Yeah. Why? 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 Why would you wanna be one of the very few survivors when everyone else is going to die? I mean, if I'll have my dogs with me, definitely that worth. I'm them. so glad you brought up your dogs because I got questions. Ask. Why are you racist towards uh, Hazel and you're cool with Pyra? Because Byra
1: is like loving Very loving dog She has my traits in her Bin <laughs> <laughs> Okay yeah, It's
0: okay. like
1: the way each of them is reacting Towards me is making me Favoring her and I'm just yeah I'm, How I'm, does I'm, Hazel act? He just wants food he doesn't want affection There's difference between a foodie That wants just food and reacts To food only him. And for another dog that you just sit down and would come for a cuddle with you just it's like even when I get inside house the way that they are reacting mm. Byra standing with a big smile on her face and him he's just giving me a look like maybe because you've physique. not been
0: treating him right I mean I would do the
1: same if I, I was have. Hazel I have evidence of me treating him right
0: <laughs> let me see it I'll show you after the show <laughs> Okay, all right. I
1: don't know if I'm satisfied with that, but that's not the point. Your satisfaction is not something I'm seeking right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, fair, fair, fair. And Zen, listen, uh, I want to open up the phone lines. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so if anyone listening, you want to ask a question or you just have input with anything that we've discussed in the last hour and 20 minutes, please feel free to call 24602058. That's 24602058. We're going to go for a quick break, and we'll be right back. Awesome, Sos. 90.4 FM. You're listening to Oman FM. With me this evening is the mystic Maymoon.
1: The Wizard of the Moon.
0: The Wizard of the Moon. Oh, my moon, we, we have a phone call. We have a caller, Saeed. Hello, Said? Hi, how are you? Hello. Hi.
2: My voice is clear, right? Yes, it's
0: clear. Yes. What's up, Said? Thanks for calling in.
2: Good, good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
2: All fine. I believe you're talking about the movie Don't Look Up, right? Yes. Oh, I watched the movie and I have a question.
0: Go ahead and ask the question. Sorry? Go ahead and
1: ask the question.
2: Yeah, so what happened actually in the movie is about the comet about hitting the air. So uh, what happened in the media, they are focusing on one point, which is uh, media training. So, do you think that this thing like media training is actually uh, uh, focusing on fooling the actual pro including this show maybe
0: okay okay yeah do you have an answer
1: um I did not watch the movie so <laughs> I just cannot
0: answer that yeah so 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 can you can you reiterate your question uh,
2: you didn't watch the movie. Uh,
0: no, well, didn't. he didn't. I did. I watched the movie, uh, and um, uh, can you reiterate your question for me, please, Said?
2: Yeah, uh, the movie. Uh, yeah. I think you you watched how uh, uh, the professor was not having uh, a proper media training. Yeah. He's about to tell the actual truth.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I do yeah. remember. So
2: what what happened actually? They uh, they focus on giving him. Uh, a foolish training, like how to speak to the media and uh, how to not say the truth directly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know about uh, how it works in American media, but I'm assuming they, they want to make them likable and people uh, easy to listen to. Um, I, we kind of train our presenters to do that, but not our guests, at least not in this show. In this show, guests come here and they're as weird as they can be, like a, a maimoon.
2: <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. it, it is. It is about uh, how the guest will react,
0: huh? Uh, pretty much. And so far, uh, what have you? Be- what's your impression about this uh, interview with Maymoon? Are you familiar with his work?
2: Uh, sorry.
0: Uh, are you familiar with Maymoon's work?
2: Uh, not actually.
0: Maymoon, how can they reach you on Instagram?
1: Uh, it's M I M O O N underscore art on
0: both on instagram and twitter i highly encourage you to check it out you won't be disappointed
2: of course of course i thought he watches the movie that's
0: why i asked oh him no I, I i know it's uh, i really love the movie and i just wanted to ask him the question based on the premise of the movie but he didn't watch it
2: all right he should <laughs> yeah he should definitely
0: yeah thank you so much for calling in man
2: all right thank you have a good day you
0: too bye Ooh, so we, we had another caller, but I accidentally cut them off, apparently. My bad. Hey, if you're listening to this, please call back. I'm an idiot when it comes to the phone line. Okay, I think they're calling. Hello, hello. Hello. I think I cut you. I just cut you off, didn't I? No, it's
3: okay.
0: <laughs> hey, who am I speaking to?
3: Batata! <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking so to
0: oh your sister <laughs> yes family support yay welcome
1: to I the know.
3: show <laughs> so I I really don't have a question I just wanted to say that I'm so proud of you Aww. and it feels nice to hear you on the radio
1: Aww hugs
0: <laughs>
3: uh, or I might have a question it's about cards reading do you want to add anything about cards reading in this interview?
0: yeah do you? Um. okay let's talk about <laughs> cards reading <laughs> okay. well re- really quick before we get to that what do you do?
3: Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, I'm an HSE supervisor
0: Oh, serious? <laughs>
3: yeah, safety and environment supervisor
0: okay are you older or younger? Than younger me? I'm the elder um, son. younger Okay. Uh, uh, how many brothers uh, and sisters do you guys have in Actually, Jota?
3: Actually, we're, we're four. Uh-huh. He's the, um, the big brother.
0: Okay, the spoiled <laughs> and then one.
3: two girls, and then our younger brother.
0: Oh, then the younger brother is probably the spoiled one. <laughs> and 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 uh, did the uh, art catch on in your family ever since Maymoon started pursuing it? What? Did uh, the arts in general... Uh, did it uh,
3: um, so spread in your family? I think we kind of have art in, in different ways. Mm. Like, for example, I like crafts. And my sister, she do crafts sometimes mm-hmm. as well. And I guess it runs in the family somehow. <laughs> but That's he's amazing. the only one who took it uh, really seriously. And he turned it into something um, professional.
0: Okay, I I yeah. I, I, I want to ask you a question. Just you know, the name of the show is Ain't Nobody Listening. So tr- trust me, no one's listening in all of Oman. This is just between us. Any embarrassing any any embarrassing stories from his childhood?
3: Um.
0: You can share eyes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. Okay. I have one. Okay. Perfect. So he has a scar in one of his what? One of his what? His foot. Okay. And um, so so he was, like, really young. And, and he was on a bed or, or a table or a chair or something. And he was really tiny. And he was trying to, like, reach the ground. But there was something extremely hot on the floor. So he stepped his leg inside of it. So Oof. now... For the rest of his life, he has a scar from this incident.
0: Oh, that's that's not funny. Oh okay, my god, I'm, I'm gonna share. am gonna share the funny part. No, the,
3: the, way, the way he tells it, it's really funny.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay. Because
3: you, if you've seen his picture when he's young, he's, he's like 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 really tiny creature. So it's kind of
0: funny. <laughs> so there is
1: a you, picture. He can
3: show you the scar.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can show you this car after this. Um, so I was making all my teddy bears go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I just need to make sure that Everybody's asleep طبعًا. And then the neighbors they brought Khabisa and it was A very hot Khabisa Out of the kitchen And my aunt she left it Under the bed uh-huh. so I was supposed to be Asleep with my teddy bears but I decided Just to keep them asleep and then just leave The bed uh-huh. and the moment I left the bed My foot got inside The Khabisa and I screamed Ooh, oof.
3: It's, it's, it's It's funny <laughs> Why was this funny? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> they took me to the hospital and like,
3: Allah.
0: Yeah, the birthday. <laughs> Akol, do you always find dark stuff like this funny? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, do you have anything else that's more embarrassing than that? It's okay. It's just us. Um no, I
3: don't I don't know. I don't remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling in.
3: But you did not answer the question.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it, right? We'll talk about it now. Yeah.
3: Thank you so much for your
1: call. love you so much.
3: (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye. All right,
0: so that's the question. What's your deal with card reading? I feel like I have psychic powers. (laughs) (laughs) I know you say that jokingly, Um, but I know you enough. But
1: it's creepy that I actually know a lot of things Hmm. and it comes to me. Just exactly when I called today and it's like you were mentioning my name and i called
0: yeah that's true mm-hmm. that's literally the i remember rawia said ah, um huh? and then Moon called it was crazy rawia's listening by the way she's a fan you know her
1: yes i'm huh? a big fan of her works as well mm. so yeah it's like even it gets in a crazy level when sometime i think of a person the person starts to communicate with me in a short while mm. And when they call, I would be like, "I'm expecting the colleague, like, "How are you expecting a call I had you in mind this morning?" and how how frequent is this occurrence? I'm crazily frequent, crazy, like in, in a high, crazy level, like I don't know can basira or something. When do you notice this? Actually, in the past three years I started to actually It was creepy in the beginning And then I still realized No, this is not creepy This is not something I should be afraid of
0: I feel that's quite a shift From freaky to to accepting accept. It took time, it took a long time How did
1: that shift happen? I think we all go through stages First you deny whatever you're going through Then you have to accept it And then once you accept it You start to just become like part of you I think that can apply into so many things. How is it a part of you today? I, it's just like I, I do not allow it to make me feel scared of who I am. Or it just is like sometime when I know something, I just know it.
0: Does it make you feel uncomfortable talking about this right now?
1: I would not uh, talk about it Otherwise, I am feeling uncomfortable.
0: I'm, I'm okay with that. Do you not worry about judgment?
1: I don't open up about this stuff in front of anyone, but I'm actually doing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So it's just like whatever judgment is happening right now in the radio is like, it's going to stay in a car or somewhere that I'm not, it's not going to reach out to me.
0: Oh, so we're not uploading this episode then?
1: No, please upload it. I need I need to hear it. I I, because if your friends were asking me mm. would it be uploaded or something? Yeah, definitely go ahead, upload it. Yeah,
0: there is a backlog of interviews that I need to upload. If you guys are listening, uh, Start Tara, with mine. Hatem, Start Aisha.
2: with mine.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's the spiciest. So I definitely, <laughs> it's spicy, I've definitely seen those card reading sessions. Now you have to understand where I'm coming from, just so that I, maybe that will, um, you will decide how you want to go about explaining this to me. I'm very skeptical, extremely, extremely skeptical, but that applies with everything for me yeah. in life. So when I see this, I think, cute, but it's hard for me to actually buy it, if that makes sense.
1: Okay, for me, I don't do it for people who do not buy it. If mm. you're not going to buy it, it's just like me wasting my time. So you must buy it. But there are certain times when people came to me sarcastically and they were shocked with whatever result they got. Mm. And it's crazy that sometimes like I have reading sessions online and and the result gets crazy. It's Im- like imagine just people picking numbers and you shuffle on their behalfs, and you mm-hmm. ended up on looking stuff and in, in, inside deep within them.
0: Uh, at what do you have a, like a story or a situation that gave you full um, certainty that this is something that you have within you? Uh, it's just like there was a
1: time when I was doing an online session. Mm-hmm. And there were people sitting in front of, beside the person that I wasn't doing the online session mm. for, and they asked me to do uh, readings for them. Uh, the table ended up with, like, everybody started to break down into tears from how much stuff I spoke that are actually happening in their lives, and I don't even know them. Wow. That must have been a powerful experience. It was for me. I was like, I literally, I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to open up all of this, but yeah. Yeah
0: but then you chose to accept it and embrace it and yes. move forward with it including i guess that comes to the card reading part yeah
1: but for me card reading is is like a bonding thing and like uh, when i do a reading for someone is how i connect with the person ah. so i like to keep it in a closed level like people that i actually know and trust
0: i've done one with you and i actually really enjoyed it uh, it's, yes i am a skeptical person generally but it doesn't mean i close myself off to what could potentially be be a real experience Uh, in that moment sitting with you i was completely and utterly surrendered to the moment and it was it did feel like a bit of a bonding um session you would say it doesn't feel like i'm gonna predict your future yeah you know it's not like that
1: at all i respect privacy highly respect that
0: so at what point do you feel like uh, card reading is something that you want to pursue or, st- or experiment with, I guess? It I must have started with f- an experiment.
1: Like I start to have like a series of reading. If somebody's stuck with something, then this series of reading can help them to at least realize what they're going through or just... Uh, you know, sometimes you get a lot of things tangled in your head. This series of reading can help you to entangle things and make them more clear to you so you can decide what you want to deal with or how you want to deal with them. Hmm.
0: So take me through a session. Okay. S- someone is going through... Some I'd say a lot of people, especially us artists, <laughs> we're lost often and trying to find a path maybe a new path maybe a familiar path that we lost and here's Moon with his uh, mystic energies so first you draw one card from the animal spirit
1: set uh, just to check your vibe and after that you'll pick four cards from Kim Kron's tarot card sets uh, these four cards will speak about your current situation and the three affecting elements mm-hmm. and after we're done from the Chemcrons. There's another Tarot cards that I have that bring solutions. So, this card you are open to pick up to three cards that might help you to figure out a solution to the issue you're facing. Okay. And after that, that I have the White Oracle card set that actually can give you like meditation guidance and so and so, and can like give you an, a statement of the life phase you're facing right now. Wow. And what do I do with this information that you give me? Basically, the stuff that are your, were in your head that were not very clear or ah. very tangled, they start to be more clear. Clarity. And, yeah, the clarity you get can help you to act towards
0: them. How much do you need to know the person for this to be effective? It's shocking that um, there are people that I wasn't very close
1: with, that I was able to bond with better through these readings. Yeah? Can you explain how? It helps them to open up about things they're facing. It's It feels like a therapy session,
0: but with a psychic. Mm. With don't. a psychic twist. Yes. <laughs> now I wonder if your lawyer colleagues find this out. Are you concerned about how they would perceive you as a lawyer or perhaps your clients even?
1: Uh, to be honest, I don't care anymore, yeah, uh, because like I am separating my personal life towards to to my career, like um when I'm practicing law, it's just like I'm just doing my work, and once I'm done from my work, I'm at home, I do whatever I like because that's who I am, so people judgments like if people had certain judgment on you, it would be over the stuff that you allow them to see, hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, this is something that I keep to people that I actually trust.
0: And here, and yet here you are today on live radio talking about it, which means at least the way I see it is there is a part of you that khalas, has accepted it enough to be open about it.
1: Yes, but um, for me, I like to protect the things that I have a deep connection with. Hmm. So in form of... It's like it's form of being protective over this. It's something that I don't like to share with anyone. You know, just like there are certain songs that you would keep to yourself because if you have that fear, if I shared this song, somebody would say that, ugh, this song is bad. And that would hurt you because you arguably connected to that song. Mm. It's a similar situation.
0: Okay. Connect this to me with your art. Do they collide somewhere? Um, an
1: art is different because an art i'm expressing and if somebody tried to hurt me through negatively speaking to my art i told you earlier i just block them yeah because i think that most of hate comments that comes from internal issues of the person they are projecting Mm -hmm. stuff that they are struggling with Right. So if somebody walk up to you and told you that, Abdullah, you look so messed up today and you were looking fine, that person is actually feeling messed up inside. Yeah. It just, they used a wrong method to express what they're going through. So it's like in, in best case scenario, they would say, Abdullah, I'm not having a good day. Mm-hmm. If you have an ear to listen to me, it would be much better than telling you, Abdullah, you look messed up today while they are actually being messed up.
0: Yeah. I would like for you, if you could, and I don't know if you thought about this, and I, but I'm guessing you did because I could see it in your art. Um, connect your the sense of mysticism that you have that you you feel that you've discovered with how you go about creating your art in general or some art pieces because I do see an overlap there. No, or am I seeing something that's not there?
1: Um, this is this is like a, a question that needs like a very long answer. I'm just trying to brief it as much as possible. So the mysticness in my art, I feel like, uh, because I'm expressing myself as free as possible through my art that might be seen as something mystic because usually uh, what is common around is the fear of expressing yourself freely because when somebody starts to express themselves freely, it's started to be something that is unusual while in reality is that this is who you are and being who you are fully should be the right thing, hmm. not the other way around. So maybe that adds a mystique flavor to my artworks and the stuff that I'm creating.
0: I would say I w- I w- more literally uh, in that you feel like... Um, I, st- I think I, uh, the reason why I'm struggling to ask the question is because I am struggling to wrap my head around this idea of, you know, you having this extra sense that we don't, right? And I wonder if that sense also translates to your, to your artwork, and I wonder if that sense is unique to May Moon and not for the rest of us, mere mortals
1: um. I believe is like the deeper you connect with yourself, you start to awaken up more senses inside you. That's that how I would put it. I spent a lot of time trying to discover who I am, trying to just to build a strong connection with myself. Mm. And the stronger the connection that I built with myself, it tells me to maybe see things clear or see people more clearly or just see things around me more clearly.
0: I think this is how I would reflect it. Hel- um, help me g- do that. If I wanted to. We
1: need to sit after the show. <laughs> so that, that would need like a very big, long discussion.
0: So does does the solution have to be on a personal basis? Is there no general advice you can give me?
1: That's the tough part because each one of us is different and, and we're built up psychologically very differently from one another. And that's what makes us unique. So it's like the things that would help you to connect and discover yourself would be Maybe similar or different to the stuff that i'm doing Mm -hmm. for me i question why did you do this and then i start to analyze the behavior that i did or the thought that i had and then i start to analyze that and then after i analyze it i start to try to understand myself even more and the more i understand myself i start to have more control over my thoughts emotions this and that
0: i would love to know what you have planned in the next, I don't know, one year, five years, and 20 years. I don't know if you even thought that far, because I know for me, it's very hard to figure out where I'll be in 20 years. But I would like to do that, if you don't mind, after Jameis Young, Sugar Burn. Yes. Which is one of another song that you selected for this evening. Yes. And in the meanwhile, while this song is playing, feel free to call in at 24602058. we got a little bit of time. I think we can let one caller in. That's 24602058.
2: On your nation station, 90.4 FM. And we're
1: back again after another song picked by me. Abdullah, do you have anything to say to the listeners? Breathe in through your nose. And breathe out through your mouth. Inhale. Exhale. And that was your meditation for the day. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> With Maymoon aka Muhammad Al-Attar And my name is Abdullah al Mawali And the show you're listening to is Ain't nobody listening so I don't know why you're listening But uh, Maymoon what a conversation man um. Um, After the last segment uh, I had to take a breath It was quite intense And then I, I literally said that it's intense Then you hit the button and you said that was intense So you felt that too Yes. What was intense about it, do you think, for you? I feel the openness. That was like a very
1: open talk about something that might be not considered okay. A little Most taboo. Probably,
0: yeah. Yeah. And you did it. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I was like, I'm, yeah. All oh, oh, thanks to your sister who <laughs> brought it up. <laughs> well, where do you see yourself? And let's start very easy. One year. Uh,
1: one year I see myself more focused on art and i'm actually doing it like yeah. yeah i'm already having some art stuff going
0: on you got any exciting projects that you're uh, you're allowed to announce here
1: i'm um, not gonna reveal but i'm gonna be in a magazine cover in february Ooh, as one? an artist
0: but i'm i cannot tell oh uh, i feel like i know I, i'm not gonna say it okay 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 never mind all right fair enough so you're gonna be producing a lot more yeah, is there a particular direction you're going to be taking? Yeah, I'm trying to use different medium
1: and I am trying to work on an installation right now. Okay. Um, we, we started to do this thing like art outs when we just go out to do stuff that actually can help us to create art. So we did something last weekend and I started to do a study over something and that's going to eventually end up in a in proper installation. I hope so.
0: Okay. Are are you in collaboration with any institutions, particularly government institutions? Because I know right now in the art scene there is a bit of a movement happening, a push at least from the government sectors.
1: Actually, not for now, but I would love to. Yeah?
0: I think you know what I'm referring to. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah, also I try him I'm trying to move to more of like movie, moving visuals, like mm, animated animation. stuff and videos. Like I'm collaborating with a photographer called Dwali al Kabi on an like artistic short clip.
0: That sounds his name sounds very familiar. I might be following him. Alright, then five years.
1: Five years, I think i think i want to be financially stable through art and not only for through my job it's like i want art to just bring me a financial stability Mm. by that time
0: so that does that mean if you achieve that goal you would be quitting law
1: it most probably would be more of like combining my low career to art it's like building some sort of uh a, a for a firm or some space where i can practice both in a way
0: Huh, maybe represent, uh, like, uh, artists' uh, copyrights and whatnot.
1: Yes, like, imagine, like, to be specialized in, in like, helping artists to do their contracts and just to get through them or something. Yeah. To be, like, focused only in art in and just... building a space for me to create and to help others to create while keeping themselves protected legally and providing consultation, this and that.
0: Do you see a path towards financial uh, freedom or stability through just your art? Actually, yes. uh, Things are getting much better
1: day by day. I see it. I'm seeing it happening.
0: Can you give us a sense of what that might be? Not details, obviously, but like which direction do you see that taking? If you can.
1: Okay, like imagine you're selling in artwork that's going to cover your expenses for a whole year. Ah,
0: So like individual pieces, collector pieces. Yes, definitely. Ooh, that would be amazing. I've seen some of the affordable art exhibition, those massive painting of yours. It's one thing seeing a picture of it on Instagram, it's another thing standing in front of that thing, and you're like, whoa! (laughs) It just towers over you. It's very interesting what art does at scale. It's really fascinating. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Then the hard question, twenty years.
1: Twenty years, um on oh, in, in which, which mountain which mountain will you
0: be a monk in?
1: I'm gonna be fifty by then. I think I would be starting to build like build a farm in some European country and then starting to get ready to settle down there.
0: A farm in a European country? Yes. Why? What's wrong with Burka? It's too hot here, <laughs> man. It's too hot. <laughs> Listen man there is this beautiful plot of land in an area not many people appreciate it's called Maabela it has views of the mountain the the weather is incredible alil yani mashallah and you have Nesto which is a historical Abdullah, landmark
1: I'm sorry we have 5 minutes left. you're not going to do this to me you're not going to do this to me Leave Maabela out
0: why is everyone hating on we I don't, don't get
1: it We don't hate Maabela but like European farm. That's, that's, you know,
0: one day those Europeans would want to live in Ma'bela. I'm we'll, just saying. Mark yeah. my words okay, 26th of December 2021. Is is marked. This is a personal mission of mine to turn Ma'bela into the next tourist destination. All the best. I wish that I would live to see that. Have you even been to Sana'a? You know, incredible. Yes, I've
1: been. I spent weeks there. I know how horrible it
0: is. Well, thank you so much for sharing <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me, Muhammad. Uh I know you as Maimun, so I'll call you Maimun. Yeah, do that. <laughs> um, is there anything? <laughs> this was fun. I enjoyed it.
1: I enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was like, for me, it was a little bit intense to open up about uh, certain things that I don't yeah. usually open about to public. But yeah, I did it. So yeah, I'm so happy and I'm so I'm so good. I'm so glad. I actually, I did this. Show
0: that nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. listening. Ain't nobody listening.